0: This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to (laughs) do? Oh, come on. I'm with you. Uh, Thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm with you.
1: Todd, I knew we'd agree (laughs) on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio, with thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender, here's Todd Bergath.
0: Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast once again today. Joining us in studio is our friend Jeff Ash. Of course. Heritage Bank, our fine sponsors. Thanks, as always. Uh, you know, we're in the thick of it. High school basketball season uh, going on as we head into holiday tournaments uh, coming up next week for many. Uh, yep. I don't know if all high school teams play at a holiday tournament, but many do. They're always a lot of fun, and, and uh, they get a chance to do that. And, yep. and you know, hitting the, at least the travel is easy. Now, I, I'm, I would just as soon have winter by now, uh, like everybody. Well, really? maybe not everybody. I mean, I don't mind the warm weather. Sure, it's fine. But I'd like to have winter by now. And uh, But the good thing is it's easy to travel to get to games.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, we went to our McCray girls game last night. It was actually an alumni night for the girls. So Piper and Carrie's an alum, too, of old Midwest Minnesota. Atch, is, Atch was her coach, one of our good buds. Sure. Um, and it was fun. They had. I mean, it was not packed, but it was a great crowd last <laughs> night. One one lady came. I don't remember what the heck year, she graduated, 75 or something. And she had an old black, we were the Clare City Blackhawks back then. That was way before your time around here. Um, But she came in an old letterman's jacket, and uh, she evidently scored 50 points at one point in in the high school game, and that was before threes, obviously, so that's pretty impressive. That's a lot of baskets made. Yeah, yeah. So we did that. That was fun to just see everybody, and um, we've talked, or I've talked, you know a lot of the years that we've done this I was able to talk like in the moment of my kids playing high school sports and how much I enjoyed that but it's easy to get away from it really fast and I think I've mentioned that you almost come in having to like re-identify yourself like can we still sit in our same spots and you know things like that but I, I sometimes discount how much I enjoy it and how much I enjoy what you see when you're in the gym versus watching something online or a A live stream of it because it's easy to be lazy and you know you just want to sit there but there's just so many things that go on between you know the coaches and the players maybe on the other bench that you know where the camera wouldn't be some of the fan interaction the interactions with the refs and you know because you you don't see you're like well what just happened what just happened I just love all of that stuff and you know girls on the ground and Girls hurt and crying and, you know, all kinds of different drama that's going on out there. But there was some really good basketball. It was fun. We were playing Minota so you know one of our nemesis. We sure. ended up falling a little bit short. but There are a lot of people's nemesis yeah, Miniota. Yeah. yeah, and I don't want to spend too much time on them. I, I did a lot of that last night. I ended up talking to Lucas Post, too. Uh, he came. We ended up going uptown for a beverage after the game. And it was fun to see all of Piper and just tons of her classmates and around and all the girls that played. And it was just the whole, t- you know, I don't know, there must have been 25, 30 of them sitting there, and that was pretty neat to see. Small town. Yeah, you bet. Small town USA. But <clears throat> one of the things I told you I wanted to talk about, I have seen a couple games now. I watched our, our McRae boys play over in Princeburg, and now I watched the girls play with the shot clock this year for the first year. Yeah. Of course, I never had that. I um, always watched it when Carter played in college, but yeah. – um, well, just, you're not the only one that never had it. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I know. I know. It's, but,
0: I mean, yeah, it, finally it's coming in. There's a lot of schools have not played a shot clock game until this year. You right. know, if they hadn't made well, – no, they didn't have it at yeah, State, Yeah, I guess the Wilmer so. Tournament has had it before. That's so. right. So, so there has been taste. teams in our area, but not everybody has played a shot clock game.
1: Yeah, I, I like it myself. I totally get both sides of the argument sometimes. You know, I mean, it allows for different strategy – for maybe a team that wants to stall a little bit and hold the ball and things like that. Which is
0: unbelievably boring. It is. Nobody wants to watch that. It is. The only person who likes that is the coach running it. it. The coach. The players don't even like it. We
1: referenced that last night. I was talking to a couple other guys that are, you know, very big into basketball and um, just kind of understanding the history of it, too, you know, and talked about the Marshall girls game. And I still remember St. Cloud Tech against Hopkins when Walt Nate Walters was their point guard. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they stalled at the state tournament. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that, that team of Hopkins wow, yeah. was just unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, Royce White, actually, yeah. right? Yeah. But and then, and then
0: that's happened another time at the yeah. state tournament uh, as well. And that started to bring the shot clock in at least at non-conference. You could have yeah. it. And Wilmers had some of those as well. So Yeah,
1: I really enjoyed I mean, like last night, even watching the girls' game, and it was two pretty good girls' games, So or two pretty good girls' teams, but just the number of shots that get up because of the shot clock. You know, I mean, sometimes, and it's not just girls. I mean, it's guys, too. There can be some really bad basketball. So it's not so much that they stall. It's that they turn the ball over. They don't ever get shots off, you know, so it's back and forth turnovers. You know, or bad shots or whatever, but with this, there was just so many shots that got off and it was fairly high scoring, which I don't think there's very many people that come to games that don't appreciate having some points go on the board. Uh, I your, mean, your buddy Atch, you referenced earlier, he's one. yeah
0: he he would take 39 yeah. 37 over 87 84 any day of the week.
1: Yeah, yes, he would. Yeah, maybe he would change now if he came back a little bit. <laughs> I don't think he so. He used to be kind of a gunner, though. I mean, when he played, he liked to get shots up hey, himself. Hey, I,
0: I had him next to me on the radio yeah. for many years. We went over this subject he appreciated. many times. Hates the shot clock. Really? Yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, it's hard to argue with a Hall of Famer. That but, is. He's but. got his
0: points. <clears throat> but Hall of Famers have been wrong before. And too. I'm
1: kind of speaking purely now, not, not just from a fan, because I was thinking coaching, because like last night, it was one of those games that it was literally like shot for shot. You know, it was nobody could ever um, stretch themselves out for any kind of a lead. It was one point either way the whole time. And and then um, we got into a little bit of foul trouble. They made a little run, so they were, you know, all of a sudden up by like five or six, like, you know, at least two possessions. And I said, well, you don't have to go and foul right now because it's going to force them to have to shoot. Whereas before, you would they would pass it around for three minutes sometimes, you know, if you had that lead until somebody fouled. And, yeah. I mean, sometimes it can take. High school kids thirty seconds to figure out how to follow somebody. Yeah, you know, have you seen that? Like, why? If, I don't, it's, if it's girls, it goes much longer than yes, because they're just not comfortable sometimes on how to foul, uh, They don't quote they, unquote they, intentionally you know? That's right. Girls think that's cheating.
0: Girls believe when they're whistled for a foul, they've done something wrong. You you haven't. It's just part of the game, you know? Uh, So they don't like to do it. I've had this conversation with Atch and others uh, before. You have to convince them it's okay. It's part of the game. You're not cheating in any way. Yeah. And
1: there is, you know, obviously if you watch a lot of college basketball and stuff there, that is a skill. There is an art to how you come back in a game. and, And I've, I've even watched some of those great comebacks. You know, when you watch, you're like, what? what happened here how did you know what makes up this comeback you know it's kind of interesting to watch what did they do what kind of pressure do they put on the other team but a lot of it is how they manage that clock because i i was sitting next to a guy that was kind of asking me my thoughts right now and i just said well i'm a fan of extending the game because we were down three um and we've got one of the best girls in the area brielle jansen great player She's only a sophomore um scores a ton of points she had 22 at halftime but um So there he put the ball in her hands with 30 some seconds left and she kind of at half court, she had four fouls and she had the ball, but kind of pushed off, you know, a little bit. And they actually called her for a fifth foul in that moment, you know, just threw it in like kind of, we were down three. So it was kind of like, are we going to try to get to the rim here? Which that's my thing. If you, if you have somebody that can get to the rim, I like getting the quick basket. But who knows how it was going to unravel. I was kind of like, and I knew these refs have been around for a long time. They're they're good refs. They always do like the sections and everything. I was just like, you kind of knew this was all in front of you. Like something was, the girls were going to determine it with the circumstances that there were. You know, you didn't have to give the best player her fifth foul at half court, even if it was a foul. You know, so um, from that aspect, it kind of changed everything. But yeah, they had the ball with 30 seconds left and, you you know, even that. You're like, okay, well, now the strategy changes because the shot clock, if they score here, what do we do? Well, we we had to pretty much follow no matter what unless we hit a three. Then you wouldn't have had to. So there's just a lot of different things now that I think coaches, you know, probably watched on TV but hadn't had to game plan for. I like the fact – I'm not a huge zone guy, but I like the fact that you can play a zone now even if you are down 10 in in the first part of the second half. You know, it's like you don't have to – you can still play your defenses no matter what they are because it's going to force a shot within 30 seconds. So Mm – Whereas if, you know, you got... 35. Oh, it is? Yeah. I thought it kept being 30 on the nope, 35. Night. College
0: okay. is 30. Okay. Yeah, NBA 24. Okay. Yep. So uh, so it's still plenty of time. And I've, got, I've done games this year, of course, and, and I've done a couple where it never really came into play at all. And then uh, I've actually done more where there has been at least one mm-hmm. shot clock violation, but not to the point where it's been multiple, like more than three. I think the most I've had is two. I think the Cardinal boys had two on their team here the other night, and that's uh, kind of the most I've seen. They forced one, I believe, that night as well. So, uh, But it hasn't really come into play. What does happen, I think, which is good uh, for the game, is when, like you described, in situations where the leading team gets a lead and they want to just sit on the ball because right. they have a 10 to 15 point lead. they can't do it anymore. they have to keep playing yeah. keeps both teams in the game and if you have games that get to be you know bigger scores, 25, 30 points with you know six, seven minutes to play, you still get to see them play basketball. Yep. you don't just see one team throw it around on the perimeter right. and that's not basketball, yeah. that's just playing catch. I like that this forces the game to be played to the end it's, the, it, it's been a long time in coming. I'm glad it's
1: finally here. Yeah, I agree with that too. I yeah. and I I don't think it takes you know some of the old school guys that like we're talking about. Yeah, no, it the, doesn't take all the strategy away either. It, it just creates, changes the but strategy. but it creates some too. Yeah, you know yeah. that, you know that you can probably go from the stance of well, if we're not gonna have to be so sportsman like here, we can keep getting shots up. You know, yeah. like we were talking about before. Because you're like, hey, it's both, shot clock.
0: Both sides continue to develop their games. Yeah, yep. So so I, people are gonna also, as you just referenced, get a little more comfortable with some of the. Bigger scores, wider margins, being a little wider even yeah. still because of the shock.
1: There's lock. been some crazy ones this year. Yeah, I yeah. saw like 86 to nine on the Minnesota scores app last night. Yeah. I'm just like, why do some of these schools even have sports? You know, it's crazy. But, but well, sometimes I wonder. You know, so the
0: Everybody it's high school basketball. Everybody's trying. They're glad they have a team. Yeah, I know. You know,
1: uh I just don't know what the makeup of of them actually are. Yeah. You know, like some uh, there's it seems like we have so dang many schools now and charter schools and different things. I just don't even know where everything fits these days. There's right. so many of them. Yeah.
0: You just hope they have a full squad. They're not playing with six guys or yeah. something, you know. So
1: Yeah, the last girls game I went to for McRae last year, they ended with four in the G. So are you a thumbs game.
0: up or thumbs down on shot clock then?
1: I'd be thumbs up on it. I think it's yeah, I like how it is. I, I think the probably one of the biggest pushbacks of it, and this comes from having a brother in law that's an administrator, an athletic director, is what pressure it puts on each school to man that table, to have, you know, an extra person to run that training them paying them you know so i mean for small schools that that's definitely something that they have to consider well you got to
0: have some help from your boosters if you have a decent yeah. booster club and maybe the boosters provide the shot clock uh, operator for the night yeah. i don't know some schools or districts could have a rule in place where if if you're doing that you must be you know paid mm-hmm. by the district that could be i don't know that part of it but i would think that booster clubs could get involved and have operators i guess there's a lot of different ways to do it yeah the initial expense and so forth certainly was yeah. something that's that's as much why it took this long to implement as anything right. was some schools were concerned about the cost of running a shot clock now too because yeah it does take an extra guy just to do the shot clock there's I saw the list of um rules for the shot clock have you seen that you can look it up on mm-hmm. the MSHSL website just look for the shot clock rules it's not it's not very simple it uh cuz it resets right, to 20 it's different. in some yeah. instances and and when those instances are and stuff is Fairly complicated, but when I've been sitting at the scores table for games here early with this, there's been a lot of good communication between the shot clock operators and the referees. You know which has to happen, and so yeah. far, at least all of the referees, well all but one, uh, has been familiar with the shot clock rules. There was one who wasn't quite up on it as well as he yeah. should have been, but but he had a more senior referee with him. So. Yeah,
1: no, I think it's good, and like I said, I, for the enjoyment of watching teams score points, um, which is the majority of the crowd, I would say um it's good so i've enjoyed seeing that and just you know kind of looking at it and then thinking back to my coaching days too and what how does that change it but i've enjoyed it
0: yeah no doubt so uh there's you said there's golf courses open still isn't yeah, it it's there, amazing
1: there was quite a number of them on the golfing minnesota facebook page or whatever i bet you there was a dozen probably oh, right, you know right, around yeah. around the cities and south of the cities um like so the, you would do St. Croix National, I think, is open, and that's a nice course. When did you last play? I played last Thursday. Yeah. I think we talked. Yeah, it was Thursday at Atwater. Yeah. So um, definitely not that I wouldn't as far as making the effort to go and do it and drive, you know, an hour and a half, two hours. I'm not exactly feeling that, even though both of my boys are going to probably be around this weekend, and we probably could make it happen. but Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, like Driving to play golf on Christmas? Probably not. Besides, we have besides, to watch the Vikings.
1: Besides, just saying that you did it. You yeah. know, I said, well, to say that you golfed on Christmas Eve or yeah. the day before Christmas Eve, that is not one yeah. that you're going to say. But I can say that I did probably the 15th rest of your life, or whatever. Might yeah. be. that's so, right. That's but right. But it's still pretty crazy. Yeah. And well, guys are ice fishing too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's yep. a little thin for me. <laughs> <laughs> we went over that yeah, we in did. length last yeah, we week, yeah.
0: Well, so, Christmas Eve for the Vikes uh, yeah. and against the Lions, and two out of three, and they're not the only ones that are doing this. The NFL has spotted this throughout the uh, the schedule where teams play two divi- the same division vote twice in the last three weeks. I'm not really a fan of it, but uh, they kind of need a win here. Yep. Uh, with the Rams winning last night, too, they actually dropped to seven. I think they'd still be all right in the tie break. Well, it depends on who else wins or not. So it's really kind of the playoffs starting this week for the Vikings. Yeah,
1: and we haven't obviously talked about Sunday's game yet either. Um, You know, and I know Mullins is going again, but last Sunday, I'm saying. Yep, yep. Ugh, that was a tough one to watch. That how, was how we lost. It's like we had every opportunity to how, win. How'd you that.
0: like their version of the tush
1: push? Oh, so bad. That was awful. But it's always been bad for us. I, know. I realize that we do pretty well in fourth down. I think we were like five yeah. for five or six for six. But with I don't, what
0: they'd been doing,
1: yeah. So I just have. So I had so I, many issues with how it is and. It's frustrating. Uh, How
0: are you on O'Connell?
1: Now, I think he's a good coach.
0: Yeah. I'm seeing already fire KOC uh, (laughs) hashtags and stuff. People tend to overreact. That's how the NFL and their fans are. But I think he's a good coach. However, even good coaches make bad mistakes. Yeah. And he did make a couple there.
1: Yeah. I just – I'm – I'm better with getting stuffed in the backfield with a running play, you know, like somebody got through. I genuinely think the one, the guy that got through was off sides. They never really replayed that very much, but to me, he got going early, too. But whatever, you still should be able to make a half a yard with two tries. Um, but I would have been, I would have even been okay on third down with a pass, you know, some kind of a play action to, the, to Hawk or something um, with the idea that maybe it won't work, maybe it will. But I did not, I was not a fan, especially Mullins. You know, I mean, he, he made some good throws in that game. I'll give him that. But just his look out there is always like he's in way over his head. You know, he just doesn't look very confident. Mm-hmm. So he just, when you see him, I mean, he's always, and, and his celebrations and stuff, it was yeah. almost like, yeah. okay, I, you can't really act like you've been here before. Can you, but, you know, but yeah. some of that, I'm just like, how much energy do you have inside of you? And I'm sure they all do, but you watch like Purdy and stuff. And I'm just like, how does this, how can you be this cool and yeah. calm and, yeah. You know, or or however you manage everything spinning inside, and you know how it portrays out to everybody. But yeah, that's not Nick Mullins. That is not him, from no. what I see. I was just like, does your helmet fit you for uh, one thing? How and about the <laughs> how about the interception he threw to the guy that where he's was falling sacking down. him? Yes.
0: Now I want to know if there's ever been an interception sack combo. <laughs> we know that they have sack fumbles uh, and recoveries all the time. Has there? I don't know if there's yeah. ever been an interception where you picked it off. I've never seen that.
1: Yeah, because the only thing you can a, almost That's equ- a
0: total panic move for you can, Mullins. Right.
1: You can almost only equate it to if there would be a tip ball, but then you wouldn't have the sack. You know, that's like right. the guy could be right right in your face and that's tips. That's right. It, it's not a sack. But it wouldn't be a sack. No. <laughs> but, and then for him to be so animate about how, you know, he threw it, I, he kept yeah, doing that. I'm like, we dude, know. it doesn't matter. He, yeah. The guy caught it. We know you threw you know, it. I'm like, are you aware of what's going on here? And his touchdown pass? Yeah. The most ill advised touchdown throw ever? And yeah. I don't know how. I mean, yes, you can say. That's one of those, like, no, 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 great shot. It's like...
0: Yeah. <laughs> you just go, oh, he got away you're, with the one there. You're
1: more like... The no, 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 great shot sometimes is, you know, a guy that comes down thinks he's feeling it, you yeah, know, in yeah. basketball, and he cans it. And I like, all right, fine. That's not really what I had drawn up. But in this case, there is no way you, you can say yeah. that what was your mindset to throw that ball? There's no way that that was a good decision. Even with him catching it, that wasn't a good decision.
0: The downside of this versus the downside of missing a bad three-pointer is way different. I mean, you know, they wind up losing anyway. But, yeah, that was scary, to say the least. Now, he threw the ball well. Between the 20s. But when it got down to the pressure plays, down near the red zone, that's when he panics. And this has always been the case for him. It's not like Nick Mullins is somebody new. Like even Josh Dobbs was a little bit somebody new. This is the first year he really played much. Mm -hmm. Mullins has played previously. He's been in good organizations. He was let go by a a coach who knows a couple of things. Kyle Shanahan in Mm -hmm. San Francisco was fine with letting Mullins go somewhere else. If he passes on the guy, you know... That you know, because if anybody knows QB talent, it's probably Kyle Shanahan right. in San Francisco. So, well, hey, you know, the bottom line is we're, we we are where it is because of Cousins going down. So this is what you have to deal with. Yeah,
1: and uh, Mullins is probably the best guy right now. And it's easy to kind of rip on that part, but I was like, what? Our defense has been so solid and so you got yep. accountable and i'm like what the heck happened in that exactly. second because the passes that browning their quarterback was throwing up and i know mm. him so well because i sat him in fantasy <laughs> but um I w- they were just like these lobs that were up in the air that should never work against a defense like ours had been yeah, playing. Yeah. So it just kind of gets your brain like, what is going on? Like, yeah, you know, how can this stuff even happen?
0: They had a little good fortune too. Yeah. Oh man, it was Lefty, crazy. Merry Christmas to you, buddy. You too. All Have right. a
1: great weekend and Merry
0: Christmas to your family as well. Yep. Jeff Ash uh, joining us here on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC and equal housing lender.